Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how local business owners are leveraging the power of being a published book author to offer helpful information focused on their area of expertise. Each episode features a guest Main Street author who believes in the timeless principle of offering information via a short book to help others learn how to solve a problem or gain knowledge before making a buying decision. Here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to showcase local business owners who have published their own short, helpful books. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with Helene Levy-Payne, who is the founder of the Elder Law and Life Care Planning Center with offices in Shalote and Wilmington, North Carolina. The Elder Law and Life Care Planning Center is a practice with a purpose and a holistic law practice focused upon legal, financial, and personal long-term care wellness and success. Helene has recently published two books for individuals dealing with Alzheimer's disease and a new book on living with dementia. Helene, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast. Oh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, so let's jump in, and why don't you share with everybody a little bit more about your practice, who you serve, and how you serve them? Sure. Uh, We serve people entering into what we like to call the second half of life. So usually this is the age 50 and older who need to be thinking about and planning for the very different considerations than the things that we thought about during our first half. Of life. Although some of the planning aspects are the same, obviously, no matter the age for anyone over the age of majority. So in North Carolina, that's anyone 18 or over. Uh, we always take the opportunity when I'm dealing with my clients to have um, family meetings to inform the children that they should also have powers of attorney, for example that will ensure that their voice is heard regarding healthcare and financial decisions if those children can't for some reason make that decision because of some catastrophic event or an illness. So um, that's something that we know for sure has to happen. But in the second half, we need to be thinking about some of the more sophisticated aspects of life. And that's um, certainly for people that have amassed and built up wealth or assets that are worthy of protecting um, in the face of a potential for long-term care. That's what we need to start focusing on, whether because of a physical decline or a cognitive one such as dementia um, that we know will likely result in ongoing care that needs to be paid for. (laughs) So we need to be thinking about the quality of that care. What will that care look like? How will it be provided? Where will it be provided? And so that's what makes the Elder Law and Life Care Planning Center different when we provide those types of services to clients because this is the attention that we give. It's it's to all aspects, Mike, of someone's life. It's the very important legal aspect, but also the personal and the financial aspects that when taken as a whole, makes for a much more holistic, a much more comprehensive plan that's well thought out and well designed to handle whatever may come. Hmm. 
Very, very good, Helene. And as part of your level of service and something that really makes you and your law firm different is in fact, the fact that you have published a series of books for potential clients and your clients, both on Alzheimer's disease and now your latest one on dementia. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit about, about those books, why you decided to publish them and what readers can get from them? Yes, absolutely. Um, advocacy is not new to me. Um, I had to take on the role of advocate for my son when he was diagnosed at age two years and four months. I will never forget that. He was diagnosed with what they call PDD, pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. So you can imagine um, how terrifying it was to hear that diagnosis. But we, we learned that it fell under the autism umbrella. And learning how to get proper and appropriate levels of support within the school system, within my community, was really a challenge. Um, it was 2003 when this occurred, and there was not the amount and the extent of research and support and services that there is today. So I had to find my own way, and I had to start on the web. Um, I joined a virtual support group online. Um, that was an outlet for me to share and receive ideas. And really what was so important were successes and failures. It was so incredibly important because I, I know personally how destructive it can be when you're making important life decisions with inaccurate or out-of-date information or relying on what a neighbor did, for example, that worked for their set of facts that may differ in in small but extremely significant ways that can mean your failure when you're trying to implement the very same thing for your set of facts. So it's very hard to navigate and it can have very serious life-altering consequences if we don't attend to these, these differences and get really good information. So in writing these books um, and publishing them, I make a promise to everyone reading them um, not to waste their time. I knew that time was very valuable and was in short supply when I was going through my diagnosis in my family. So it's deliberately short and it's easy and quick to read and easy to understand. So somebody can read it within an hour or so. And my goal was to help people answer questions. You know, everybody comes in with questions, but the real beautiful thing, Mike, is that there'll be answers to questions that people didn't even know they should be posing. So that is, I hope, what readers will find. We outline concerns that everybody should be um, focused on and then providing insight into um, how to protect who and what is important to you. So we, we actually call the series Living with Alzheimer's Disease, Living with Dementia, because it is possible to continue to live a full and meaningful life, but you need the right guidance and assistance. And that's why we published the book. I have many clients, Mike, that live with dementia who are still living at home. They're walking their dog, they're gardening, they're walking around the block and exercising. It is possible. Well, and, and that really leads to my next question, Elaine, which is, you know, what would be something 
in this interview that you would want listeners to really understand when it comes to living with Alzheimer's disease or living with dementia? What is, what is your message of hope and inspiration and guidance for them? I love that question, Mike. Um, well, I can tell you that when I interview clients, um, both people that are actually living with the diagnosis and those that are caregiving for them, it's like a secret society. They come to me, they, they, they really don't know what to do. And it's, it's very worrisome. So at first, there is this, you know, we'll call it an awareness, okay? Even the person living with dementia has this awareness of the deficit. And that is really scary. There's a lot of anxiety. And I've seen anger and resentment, too, um, and sometimes even denial, which we know is prevalent, um, unfortunately. And for that's, that's for both the person diagnosed and living with the disease and then the person caring for them. So it's really important to understand that, one, we live in America, and currently the American system, the way it's currently designed, is not structured, Mike, to shoulder this burden. We, we know that modern science is extending our physicality. Uh, we see all around us these organs and limbs um, that are being generated with 3D printers, and they're DNA matched, genetically matched to us, and that's extending our physical lives tremendously but we have not kept up the same pace with dementia and optimizing cognitive function. That's clear. So we actually need each other. So we need those with boots on the ground. We need legal and healthcare professionals. I just received my certification as a certified dementia practitioner through the NCCDP, that stands for National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners. We know that we have social workers, we have psychologists that are specifically trained to help people and guide them through this, this disease process because it is a progression that we also know, Mike. And we, you know, some, some are quicker progressions, some are slower. So we need to connect with each other. We need to be exchanging good, reliable information. In fact, the people that have gone before us, we know that there are people who have you know, followed that pathway. They've had to follow it from beginning to end because it was happening within their family. Those are great people to connect with and make contact with because they can share with you some of their successes and failures. But again, it's important to really get professional guidance because there are the other aspects that need to be covered as well to make sure you have a holistic plan. And, and what I found interesting, Helene, with the three books that you have published is that they are targeted to a specific person. So why don't you, you, you mentioned um, the, the, uh, the, the, the dementia and the Alzheimer's, but you do have three. Why don't you describe briefly all three of the books and who the intended reader is and, and, and you know, why you crafted a book for that person? 
Yeah, we know that the general um, name is, we've heard different references. We've heard Alzheimer's. That's just one of the classifications of dementia. It's actually the most popular one, if we have to phrase it that way. Um, 50% of dementias turn out to be Alzheimer's. Um, but there are certainly other forms. There's Lewy body, there's frontal temporal lobe dementia, there's vascular dementia, there's so many different types. And so I just wanted to be able to call out the differences and more, some, some of the science, we don't get deeply into the scientific aspects of it, but it's important to understand that each one has a different trajectory. And we, we also paid very close attention to making sure that while there are certainly national resources that are there, we wanted people to know that locally, within our locale, we paid attention to and called out services and supports for people that are just an arm's length away. So we're hoping that with these books, um, I, would, I would suggest that people read them um, really as a, um, information gathering before something happens. And I think we all know, Mike, I can tell you, I know personally people that have been diagnosed with it, that haven't been diagnosed with it, but are symptomatic. Um, and a diagnosis will certainly be following. But why not garner all of the tools and all the um, lessons that we can glean now in advance of the need? because I think it will just make it so much easier that way. Right, and, and just to clarify, Helene, you have uh, books focused for the person who has been diagnosed oh, yeah. with, with either Alzheimer's or dementia, but you also have one, uh, The Living as an Alzheimer's Caregiver, that is really oh, yeah. dedicated to the person or the people caring for those people, correct? Yeah. Yes, and yeah, and thank you because those are the people that are usually forgotten. They are not the one that is focused upon by the family. Everybody's on the person dealing, living with dementia. But yes, the caregiver. If the caregiver is not um, tended to, cared for herself or himself, they're going to put themselves in jeopardy. And then there'll be no one. You know, if that caregiver doesn't take care of themselves, there'll be no one to help the person living with the disease. So. It is really important to pay attention to that aspect of your life. It is a phase. Um, it does have a beginning. It does have an end. But how it plays out um, can, can make all the difference to that person living and as a caregiver. So thank you. Yes, that's very important. Yes, yeah. All right, Helene. Well, this has been very helpful, I'm sure, to listeners. And if, if people would like to get a copy of one of your books or any of your books, um, how can they do that? Yeah, you know, we were giving them away, just wanted to make a special note. Um, but now we're, we're asking people to make a nominal donation to our charity. It's, an, it's actually an arm of the Elder Law and Life Care Planning Center. It's called My Heart Sings. And we raise money to purchase and personalize um, music players for people with dementia because we know that music can actually help reconnect someone. Um, it just has this 
um, unbelievable impact and influence on people's um, emotional well-being and their mental well-being, and it's proven to be so helpful. So if someone will make a donation, 100% of the proceeds go to My Heart Things to bring education and to bring those personalized music players that anyone can get for free. And you can um, certainly call us at 910-755-PLAN, P-L-A-N. You can um, email client services at apracticewithpurpose.com or go on our website, apracticewithpurpose.com. Great. Well, you gave everyone a number of ways to get your books, and I highly recommend for anybody listening to this who is being impacted either as a patient or caregiver to reach out to Helene's office and make a small donation to um, her cause to you know get these important books because they are helpful, they're quick to read, as she mentioned, and they really do give people dealing with these diseases, a very clear path on what to do next. Helene, thank you very much for your time today. Of course. And Mike, thanks for the conversation. I really appreciate that. Great. Take care, Helene. You too. Bye-bye. You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast. Thank you for your time. And please make sure you connect with the Main Street Author you just met. 